Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the E-Lane Podcast. I'm your host, the one and the only Amisha. And today's topic of the day is... I want to tell everybody happy Easter. Easter was this past um, Sunday. I hope you guys had an amazing time with all of your family and friends. I hope everyone ate good, drank good, smoked good, just had a good time. Um, I had to work all that day. And when I came home, um, my family had grilled. We ate, sat outside on the um, back porch and just chilled and had a great time and then went to sleep woke up and had class the next morning so i hope you i hope that you all enjoyed your easter i know that there's another easter which is the orthodox easter and if you celebrate that easter then happy easter to you as well um what else is coming up oh yeah it's my birthday month so all month long i'm going to be letting you guys know that april 23rd is approaching it's about to be tar season we about to pop out like nothing else and you know my birthday starts off tourist season every single year so y'all already know april 23rd mark your calendar save the dates do all of that great stuff all right so i wanted to talk about Okay, I'm about to be 23 years old, and I was just wondering, when people say what generation you're in, I always used to think that I was in the millennial, like at the end of the millennial generation. But when I looked at the dates, the dates for my generation is Gen Z, which is 1997 through 2012. So I pop off Gen Z. So I'm going to go ahead and name myself as one of the leaders of Gen Z. And yeah, I said it. I'm the leader of Gen Z. And that's what it is because I was born in 98 and period. Gen Z is our generation and I'm learning about our generation and just learning about what people in my age group are like. And what's crazy is the fact that I'm at the beginning of a new generation. People who are in this generation are probably like the youngest are probably like around seven or eight right now around that age. So I have a lot of people who are in my generation who are going to be looking up to me because I am the oldest of this new generation. So, hey, all my Gen Zers, however, I'm going to get up with the terms and get used to, because I really thought I was a millennial for some reason. I thought, you know, I was the baby of the millennials. But now that I see that I am one of the leaders of the Gen Z, um, I got to step up to the plate for this new generation because we can't be having these folks talking about us. So, yeah, because eventually we're going to be the new leaders. We're going to be the people who are running all of these businesses and all these corporations. And we're going to be the new leaders of the world eventually. So with that being said, I need all my Gen Zers to step up to the plate and let's let these millennials and these baby boomers and all of these people know that we're not the ones to play with. So I was reading this article and let me pull it up. Okay. 
So BuzzFeed had released this article called Millennials Answered the Awkward Money Questions Gen Zers Asked Them. So I'm going to go through a few of these questions. You could go check out the article yourself because I don't want to spend all of my time reading through this. But the questions include the following. How do you manage money and all of your expenses like paying rent and stuff? I normally end up spending my allowance in the first week or so. How do you resist all of the temptations and keep the money for yourself you actually need? Well, me personally, I never got allowance, so I don't even know what that's like. And as far as managing money and all of my expenses, what I've learned to do was budget my money and set aside when I get paid all of the money that I need for my bills. I always keep that first. And then after that, I look at my other money to go towards my savings. And then after that, I can have my little money to splurge and go out to eat and do all the other stuff. And as far as another thing that I do, I have my bank account set up to where every time I use my debit card, um, a dollar automatically goes to my savings account. So that has really been helping me save and manage my money. Um, so another question, honestly, what the fuck is the difference between credit cards and debit cards? I mean, if you don't know that, um, I mean, I guess that would be like maybe a younger person. How the hell does credit work? What's a credit score? How do paychecks work? What the fuck is a mortgage? Nobody told us in school. How expensive will university be? Expensive as fuck. How do you get the money for college and how does anyone get the money without killing their body with cheap foods and selling other things? Um, well, for me, I got a scholarship and my first year of college, I had to take out some loans. So that's how I survived my first two years of college. Another question is, how do you manage money with possible spouses and partners? Well, I've never been in a serious relationship where we combined our um, finances or we really um, discussed finances like that. Only thing I would say that was close to what it has to do with finances that I got in a relationship was, you know, communicating about paying for rent and paying for groceries and um like household things but other than that I don't I don't remember us really sharing our finances or trying to come together to tackle finances I feel like we just kept everything separate and then the only thing we came together on was you know paying rent so um, those are just a few questions go check out that article um, questions from Gen Z. Um, so I also saw online that it is sexual assault awareness month. So I am a victim of sexual assault. Um, well, I would say sexual harassment. So I don't know if they have a separate month for sexual harassment. Um, but I know sexual assault and sexual harassment is, it's something that you will have to live with forever and it's something that you do have to heal from so I honestly I've talked about this before I believe 
um, about my experience with that. I'm not going to talk about it here, but um, I may later on talk more about that again and bring that topic up because it's just a huge, huge topic. And um, I just want to share as much as I possibly can to raise awareness about this because it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, yeah, I don't like any, I don't like hearing any type of stories when it has to do with somebody was making somebody do something that they did not want to do. I cannot stand it. And people, some people don't realize that it happens in relationships as well. And it doesn't have to be a stranger. It could be someone in your family, one of your close friends, a cousin, an uncle, like, it does not have a face. It it could be someone that you completely trust, someone that you would have never even thought. So I just want us to pray for those people who are sexual assault victims and reach out to your friends and your family members and make sure that they're okay and tell them that there's tell them that their story deserves to be heard and they should not remain silent about the treatment that they received. I feel like I hated the fact that I stayed quiet for so long and then I kept it to myself because I felt like for a moment that it was my fault and that I asked for that and that I invited that type of behavior into my space. And um, I hated that I allowed it to go on for as long as it did. And it took me to actually remove myself from that whole situation so that it can stop happening. Because what I realized is even though I did end up getting the courage to speak up and let that person know that this is not okay and I'm not going to continue to allow you to treat me like this. It continued to happen in other ways, and I started to experience abuse in other ways. So I would say completely remove yourself from whatever that situation is and put yourself around people who love you and who's going to care for you and who's going to show you that you do not deserve to be treated like that. So I'm going to maybe touch back on that again a little bit later but I just wanted to tell you guys that it is sexual assault awareness month and we need to let it be known and share our stories and don't be afraid and feel like it's your fault because it's never your fault all right so I have been doing some research and the case for um Mr. Floyd is still going on and I was reading the article and I just want to let y'all know that it was also um the video I watched the video um it was this officer he was on the stand and he was asking answering questions and basically he stated that the treatment that he received was absolutely not a part of protocol um the officer he had no right to freaking put his knee on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. We have to remember this nine minutes and 29 seconds. Um, so with that being said, um, I just want us to take a moment of silence for Mr. Floyd and his family and 
I just want us to continue to keep him and his family in our prayers um, because I just pray for justice. I just pray that the judge does right in this case. I feel like it's about time for someone to make a stance and show that these acts that these police officers are doing is wrong and they deserve to be punished and um, be held accountable for their actions. So let's take a moment of silence um, because his knee was on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. Okay, so in the article, um, they discuss how the officer said that Chavin's kneeling on Floyd's neck was a violation of the policies around de-escalation. So when these officers are in training and um, they go through the procedures on how to de-escalate a situation... They literally are trained and they know the procedures and the policies for how to de-escalate a situation. This man literally took advantage of his position and did what he did. And then on top of that, what upsets me the most is the fact that the people around him sat there and allowed him to do that. And I feel like they need to be held responsible as well because I just don't understand as a police officer, how can you sit here and allow someone to do this to someone else? I don't understand it. It's nothing that they can say. It's nothing that they can do to try to convince me, but this is wrong and they know that they are wrong and they're trying to manipulate words and trying to manipulate the system to justify what they did. And I just feel like for a very long time, 
this judicial system has been manipulated over and over and over again to go with the system that white supremacy has placed in this world. And it's just another example. It's just another example of white supremacy and the misuse of power. That's 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 just what it is. So go check out that article. Let me give give y'all the name of that article because I don't think I said it. Okay, so the name of this article is Minneapolis Police Chief says Derek Chauvin's actions were in no way, shape, or form proper. So, yeah. Go read that. Go read that. And what news was there? Oh, CNN. CNN article um, about the case. So, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. You can search Emisha, E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A, and the Elaine Podcast will come up. And I just want to thank each and every person for donating to my fundraiser on Instagram for Breast Cancer Now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your donations. Let's talk about it. Megan the Stallion is in season three, episode eight of Good Girls. So I've been watching Good Girls and that's one of my favorite shows right now, along with Snowfall and Grownish. Um, another show that I like to watch is Sisters. Um, so yeah, Good Girls is a great show. It's on Netflix and I think it's on Hulu too, but I'm not sure. So um, yeah, when I was watching um, Good Girls, it was this character and I'm like, she looks so freaking familiar. And I kept looking at her and I was like, bro, they got Meg and Good Girls. Yo, Meg is acting. Meg is on episode three. I mean, not episode three, season three, episode eight of Good Girls. So if you haven't watched Good Girls, start from episode one, season one, and then continue on the story and catch my girl, Meg the Stallion, in season three of Good Girls. All right, so to continue our conversation for today, I wanted to talk about if I don't respond to you, Please do not blow my phone up. I don't know why nowadays people feel as if since we have cell phones that they just have automatic access to you. I just want people to get back to the time period where we didn't have cell phones, even before they had pagers, because I feel like When someone sends a text message, they expect you to respond like within the next 30 seconds. And I just feel like that pisses me off because when I text somebody and I'm in a rush and I need them to respond, they don't respond. 
When I need to talk about something, they don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about it when they want to talk about it. So when you want to talk about something and I'm not ready to talk about it, don't pressure me to talk about it. I, it just irritated me that when people get in contact with me, they try to blow my phone up, text me multiple times, and trying to harass me and basically telling me I need to respond to them right now. I need to answer their text message right now or I need to do whatever it is they need me to do right now. Like, no. I'm at a place in my life right now where I'm not about to continue to stop what I'm doing or change what I have going on to, to, what am I trying to say? Change what I have got, what I have going on to, um, do whatever it is that somebody else want me to do is, is really getting annoying to me when someone texts me and then I don't respond as fast as they want me to so they text me again and says did you get my message or you didn't see me calling you or whatever the case may be leave me alone that's just so annoying like what if we didn't have cell phones and the only way you were able to contact me was to write me a letter only way you would be able to contact with me was if I was in front of your face. I just don't understand. Like people, because we have cell phones, I feel like people feel like they just have so much access to you and that you supposed to stop whatever it is that you're doing to answer them. And I just feel like that's messed up. I feel like that's not fair. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I got going on. And that's why I'm always considerate. When I send a text message, I don't have the expectation that they're going to respond. And it's like, I'm not the type of person where I'm just going to call somebody without prior letting them know that I want to have a conversation. I just feel like we need to become more, um, more, more aware of what other people may have going on and not put so much pressure on them to respond to you at such a fast pace. Now, if it's business related situations, that's one thing. Like it's proper etiquette to respond within 24, 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours, depending on whatever it is. But for the most part, if it's not like something that has to do with business, then I don't feel like personal calls. If I don't feel like talking, I don't have to talk. If I don't feel like responding to a text message, I don't have to respond to a text message. And it's just really, it's just really, really irritating me. And I just had to get this off my chest because I've been noticing that it's becoming a pattern. And I just feel like hopefully the people that I am really referring to, I hope they're listening to me and understanding that they're frustrating me and that they're irritating me when they do that it really does because nine times out of ten they don't want anything it's something that can wait it's not something that's that important so yeah I said what I said please stop blowing my phone up if I don't respond it's okay I got your text message I promise you I got it I just haven't got around to it and sometimes I honestly just be forgetting like it's just an honest like I just be doing what I have to do and then by the end of the day I don't feel like talking to nobody I don't feel like answering text messages I don't feel like doing none of that so yeah stop bullying people and 
calling them 24-7, text message, texting them 24-7. And please don't send me no long paragraph. If I got to scroll to read your message, it's too much. You should have just been like, call me, and you could have said all that instead of sending that whole text message. It's just real unnecessary. It's just really, really unnecessary. All right, so next thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was being cool but not in the crew and what I mean by that is I just feel like I'm cool with a lot of people not a lot but I'm cool with some people but I just don't feel like I'm a part of the group like I don't feel like I'm a part of the friend circle I feel like I'm just the appetizer or just a little side dish. I'm not really the main course. And I just started to realize my place in people's lives. And it's just like, I, I honestly am starting to realize that I'm just, you know, the extra. I'm not really a part of the main thing. And it it, it bothers me. It really does. I feel like it really makes me feel some type of way because I feel like, they're my friend, but I'm not their friend. I feel like they're my friend, but I'm their, I mean, the, yeah, they're my friend, but I'm their associate or I'm just a peer or a friend of a friend. And I just want to be a part of a girl's group or a part of a friend group. I feel like I haven't had that in a very long time. And I have friends, like individual friends, but I just don't have that group of friends where everybody in the group is cool. And, you know, of course, you know, everybody's going to have their individual relationships with everyone. But for the most part, everybody is cool and everybody is a part of the group. And when, you know, somebody want to go out, they invite everybody and not just, you know, like, I just feel like sometimes the people who I consider my friends when they have things going on, I don't never really get invited. And, you know, that's why, that's why another reason why I really just, I be having like FOMO. And I talked about this before because it's like, I'll be on Instagram and I see the events or like them going out or something like that. And I'm like, dang, like y'all didn't even think to ask me if I'm free or whatever, and, or if, ask me if I wanted to come, or something like that, so it's just, it's just getting, I'm trying to get to a place where I don't expect more from people, and I just accept my place in their life. I feel like I'm trying to learn how to just accept the place that I am in people's lives, and just enjoy whatever that friendship is for whatever it is and don't try to make it into something and don't feel bad because it's not what I want it to be. And eventually I'm going to get to a place where I will find my tribe and I will find my group of friends. But I just feel like for some reason right now, it's just not the time for that. And I'm just trying to understand why. And I do understand one of the reasons. One of the reasons is because once upon a time, I was hanging around the wrong type of people and I just wasn't around um, the right people. And I just needed to separate separate myself from those people and um, just learn how to be 
by myself and I feel like I'm still in that period where God is isolating me and he is keeping me in my little bubble before adding me into like a bubble of a whole bunch of people so um I feel like I'm getting ready to enter into that stage where you know my little tribe and my group of friends like group chats like I'm not in a group chat and I know that that's a thing in today's society where your group, y'all in the group chat, y'all share things, y'all talk about y'all niggas, y'all talk about school, talk about just life, motherhood, whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of my friends, um, they're mothers. The majority of my friends are mothers now. And it's just so beautiful to ex- to see them experience motherhood and to see them grow and glow in motherhood and that's just something that I want to be able to like openly talk to my girls about because like eventually I do want to be a mom so I want to learn all of the ins and outs and the do's and the don'ts and just learn from them so that when it's my turn I can know what to do and how to be a great mom and all the other good stuff so I think I'm just rambling and going on and on but to back to my main point I just feel like I'm just always just cool with folks, but I'm not cool enough to actually be a part of the crew. And I just really want to be a part of the crew, y'all. I just really want to be a part of the crew. I don't know. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about that. Let me know about your girl. Let me know about your girl groups, the things that you you and your girl groups or your guy groups or your your friend groups because some friend groups are girls and guys. It's not just, you know, one sex or whatever. So let me know how your group of friends how y'all go about y'all things how y'all communicate and then we could come back and touch on this topic a little bit later visit www.theelanebrand.com shop our store we have bundles wigs and lashes do you need to contact customer service email shop at theelanebrand.com all right, so y'all already know I love to go out to eat and have a good time. So for today, I'm going to recommend you guys visiting Bolero. And Bolero is an Atlantic station. Um, it was cool, good vibes. They had drinks, bowling, had an arcade. And it was just real, it was a real, real fun vibes, real cool. So Bolero in Atlantic Station. Tell them Misha sent you. Make sure you tell them every time I recommend you to a place um, that Misha sent you, okay? It's time to take a trip down memory lane. All right. So I remember in high school, people, they, we had like little candy ladies and little candy men uh, in high school. And so I want to tell y'all about the best ones. Okay, so we had this dude. I'm not going to tell their name, but if you went to high school with me, you already know who I'm talking about. But we had this one dude. He sold Chick-fil-A sandwiches. So, and he also had like the Chick-fil-A minis in the in the morning. And he also had the Chick-fil-A biscuits in the morning. So he would have the Chick-fil-A biscuits and the Chick-fil-A minis. And he would have the orange juices um, for your breakfast. And then for lunch, he would have the Chick-fil-A um, 
sandwiches. And if you really fuck with him, I'm pretty sure he probably got some nuggets for some folks that wanted the nuggets. But I don't know. I just used to always get the chicken sandwiches. And then he would always have the sauce. So you never had to worry about a dry sandwich because he would have the condiments ready for you. Okay? Had the jelly in the morning for the biscuits. Yo. This Negro, let me stop calling him that. That is so inappropriate. This young man, he sold out every single time, like, making money, selling Chick-fil-A in high school, bro. Don't get no better than that. And then it saved my day because now I don't have to stop on the way to school, to Chick-fil-A, because he already got it for your girl. And then my other favorite was this girl. She sold these homemade lemonades. Bro, I'm telling you, lemonade smashing. I hope she's still making her lemonades today, still making her money. If not, girl, call me. I'm trying to go in business with you because, baby, let me tell you, that lemonade was busting. Busting. So those are my two favorite people in high school because I would get the lemonade, then get my Chick-fil-A sandwich with my Polynesian sauce. And that will be my lunch, Okay. Like, they were so far, they had the teachers investing. Okay? Okay. Call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You can promote your business, shout out your friend or family members, or ask for advice. All right. So, now it's time for Amisha's playlist. So, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what I've been listening to lately. So, I got some good songs on my playlist for you all. So, one of my songs is Happy Days by Silk. That's a bop. Um, Can You Handle It? Usher. Go in every single time. Whipped Cream. Ari Lennox. And then, I'm going to stop at Cocky AF. Megan The Stallion. So, those are my songs for today. Um, yeah. I haven't went through lyrics and, you know, rapped for y'all in a minute. So, I think I'm going to go through cocky as fuck. Cocky as fuck. Everything about me popping Okay. So she says, hey, cocky as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, bitch, you know I'm conceited. Your hoe wanna be me, your nigga wanna eat it. Cocky as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, fuck your opinion. I hustle, I get it, I get it, I get it. I'm not seeking approval. I'm number one. I tell bitches what to do. He heard I'm Creole. He think I know voodoo. Bitch, I would twist your ass up like a noodle. Hold you a copy of me, you a doodle. Bitch, you flocking to me like I'm Kodak. All my bitches is yellow, they Bodak. Bodak, yellow, Cardi B. Okay. Mm. Hop out with the whip, the light, and they know that Cocky as fuck in the mall with your daddy He kissing the ground that I walk on Cocky as fuck in a pic with your nigga He bought everything that I got on Bitch What's my other part? 
Um, oh, this is my other part. Throw that, uh, throw that, bitch, I look good, and you know that. They say I got some money and change, little bitch, you knew I was popping before that. Sexy as fuck. Look in the mirror, I'm madly in love. Let me tell you all something. Rubbing some dudes on the bitch in the club. Rubbing some dubs on the bitch in the club. Let me tell you all something. If you don't look at yourself in the mirror and fall madly in love, I need you to stop what you're doing right now. Go look in the mirror and gas yourself up real quick. I, I promise you, if you start doing that at least once a week, twice a week, your whole mood and your whole confidence is going to change. I'm telling you, when you look in your mirror, you should literally... I, I told somebody this the other day. Like, when I look at myself in the mirror, I really be feeling myself, like, for real, for real. And it be, like, on a little conceited level. And I feel like, honestly, like, I've always been like this. Like, I feel like I've always been cocky and conceited and, you know, very... I've always thought very highly of myself I've always had good confidence I was never afraid to go after anything that I wanted I was never afraid to speak up and just go after whatever it is if I wanted it I went to go get it and that's just period so that's just me if you don't like it it's okay I had to learn that I can't dim my light and I can't you know uh, yeah, I can't dim my light because somebody else don't feel the same way about themselves. And I felt like because I've always been like this and other people weren't in that space at that time, they try to bring me down. And so I went through that whole phase of, you know, being down and feeling ugly and all this other stuff. And I, it just, it just dawned on me one day and I'm like, the fuck is wrong with me? I'm in Misha. Like, I'm in Misha Lane, period. And that just speak volumes itself. And I'm just going to leave that at that. Ask Misha, are you into threesomes? Ever had one? Okay, so I wasn't sure or not if I was going to ever bring this up on the podcast but since someone asked, I have to be honest and let y'all know. So am I into threesomes? Ever had one? So I've had two threesomes in my life um, with the same guy, two different girls. And am I into threesomes? I feel like I could definitely do a threesome again and I just feel like I would go about it a little bit differently because I just didn't like how the dude handled the situation and how he went about things. I feel like I would have enjoyed the experience a little bit better if he would have known what he was doing. I feel like he ruined it for me. Um, And then, okay, so the first time the young lady... I don't like talking like this because I don't want to ever talk down on somebody or say anything negative about somebody. But this is just for the sake of the story. Um, For me personally, um, I find 
women to be beautiful. I'm not saying I like women or I want to be with women. I don't feel like, um, I just don't feel like I'm really sexually attracted to women like that. But it's just weird. Like, it's just really, really weird for me. And I I feel like I like watching the dude has, like, if I'm, oh, how can I explain this? If I'm with a guy and he's, and we're having a threesome, like, I like to watch. And the first time um, I've watched, and I feel like that's, I think that's called voyeurism. And the reason why I watched was because the young lady, she was uncomfortable. Me and him had already had a conversation prior, so I already knew what was going on. But I feel like she was kind of like thrown into the situation and really wasn't prepared or knew that if she really wanted to do it or not. So she really didn't want me to touch her or she didn't want me to she didn't want to touch me. She just wanted him on her. So what I did was I just played with myself and I watched him fuck her. And, you know, he played with me a little bit while he was fucking her, but I didn't touch her. She didn't touch me. And I feel like it's still kind of like a threesome, but not really. That was more so me just watching that time. And then the other time, it was like a full-on threesome where, like, she was eating me out while he was fucking her and all this other stuff. So, um, and then back to what I was trying to say was the first young lady, to me, she just wasn't attractive to me. So, it was hard for me to, like, even try to, like, get her to, you know, be more comfortable with me being in the room or whatever. Because I really didn't find her to be attractive. So, I was really honestly okay with just sitting there just watching it. But the second time, the young lady, she was attractive to me. Um, She was pretty. And, um, and she actually liked females. And so she, you know, ate me out and I rolled her face and, you know, he ate me out and I was sucking his dick and she was all that good. I don't really want to go into detail. We go into detail another day, but yeah. So, um, i definitely feel like I can do it again. I probably will do it again, but it just has to be set up right. And I just feel like. The second time, um, I feel like the the dude and the other girl, they I feel like he had something going on with her. I feel like she wasn't just somebody that he invited for us to have a threesome. I feel like that's somebody he been fucking with on the side and he brought both of us together. That's the type of vibe that I was feeling. And even though me and him were in a relationship, we had been kicking it for a minute. So, you know, when you kicking it with somebody for a minute, you feel like y'all got something going on. And that was my fault. I should have just stayed in the mindset that this is just what it is. And that's all that it is. And I was just being hopeful, thinking that it was going to eventually turn into something. And it never did. I don't even talk to that man to this day. So, yeah, if y'all really want to know a little bit more about... <laughs> my threesome um I could probably talk about it a little bit more on another podcast and really like just talk about threesomes as you know a topic of the day instead of as a question so 
to answer your questions, uh, to answer your question, yeah, I have had one. And am I into them? I mean, I feel like it's something that I wouldn't mind, but I wouldn't just be like, I just be one to have threesomes all the time. So, yeah. All right. Now it's time to stay in your lane. And I want to talk about why in the world do I have three niggas? And no, nobody has mentioned my birthday. Nobody has mentioned me graduating. Nobody has been like hinting at, you know, anything trying to make me feel special during this very special time in my life. It's time for me to start cutting niggas off. Like the fuck it's like it irritates me how it's like y'all got all this shit to say until some some like special day come up and i just don't understand why niggas do this like y'all be on my dick all this time but then like when valentine's day came around i ain't here from nobody my birthday coming around i don't hear from nobody graduation finna come around i don't hear from nobody so you know what y'all not finna hear from me period and we just gonna end it on that note thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the elaine podcast um make sure you follow me on instagram at emisha e-m-m-e-i-s-h-a and like I said at the beginning of the episode, I am the one and the only Emisha, and I will see you guys in the next podcast.